<laughs> Welcome back to day two. Thank you for being back. I'm having a great time with my special guest, New York J, hey. aka Dr. Juan Martinez. Hey, man, welcome back. Man, I'm you, excited to you, be back. You wild, man. Man, I love I, it. You know what? You I just be. realized you got blonde hair. Yeah. On the cover of your book. Yeah, I got <laughs> blonde hair. Now I got no hair and a be and a white beard. You know, I tell people they go, "Hey, I just get spontaneous things sometimes," and I'm like, ah, "I'm gonna blonde. I can't get high, so I blow my hair." <laughs> You're like me. My wife doesn't know if I'm gonna wake up with a beard or a mustache. Oh no! Or every now head. and then I save it off. You know. What is it about guys like you and I that come from that street that we we gotta have change? We can't stay stagnant yeah, in one it area. Just, it gets, you know. I don't know. I, it keeps it exciting. You know, it keeps it exciting. <laughs> and they they're we allowing you, life. Listen, they're, they're allowing you to be a pastor. Yeah, they allow me to be a pastor. Man, they you, love it. You probably make your board members sick to the stomach. <laughs> The church membership is probably no, going, you know, what are we going to do next? Hey, you know, they. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had to learn a lot of things. You know, I've had to learn, you know, it sounds funny, but I had to learn how to use a calendar and I had to learn how to use things that I always said. That's not me. I actually had to learn how to do a lot of those things because if not, yeah, they would have been wigging out. What's the difference between being a pastor and New York J? Oh, man. You know, it's interesting because I was talking to somebody not long ago that said, I was shepherding even when I was in New York J. It was just in the wrong way. You know, I had prostitution house. We would sit down and smoke pot. I would hear and say, man, you need to go home with your kids, you know? <laughs> you know, while, while giving them drugs. I just didn't know, oh, right? Man. You know, Jesus says at the cross, forgive them for they not know what yeah, they do. So I, I did not know, even though I said I knew. You understand? Yeah, I think I, in yeah. life today, a lot of people say, oh, you ever heard somebody say, oh, I know. And then you think like, well, why you ain't doing it? Yeah. <laughs> right? This is crazy, though, because God's hand has been on your life. Mm -hmm. You got to share your, how did you meet your wife? That's oh, wild, yeah. man. That, oh, yeah. that just, that doesn't happen. Let me tell you. So, I, yeah, in my life, I've been in 11 gun incidents in my life, right? I, I think I got 15 pistol in my mouth, you know, that kind of stuff, right? But, you know, I'm, I haven't. God restored my whole family. Every, he gave me everything back, right? Like, it was almost like I've been with him, you know, forever. Yeah. But he gave me everything. He restored my kids. They, live, they all live in Houston. Uh, my son, uh, I didn't see any of them until, like, 19 years old, right? So I'm in prison, and uh, a kid walks in. I'm in Mineral Wells. They closed it now, but I was at Mineral Wells, and a kid walks in, and I go, hey, what's your name? And he, I'm fired up for the Lord. He's like, Jonathan. I go, Jonathan. I go, oh, man, you know, I got to take this kid under my wing like my own son. Yeah. So I started discipling him and walking the yard with him and working out with him. You know, later, I would marry his mother. I call her my Ooh, baby Ruth. My baby. My baby Ruth, yeah, because I love chocolate. And I knew God loved me when he gave me a baby Ruth. I said, this, I said the Lord, they gave me a candy bar. Come on. You're a wild dude, man. <laughs> I, said, I love it, man. She's an incredible woman. I wouldn't be here today without her. She just always believed in me. You know, when I got out, I had a hole in the bottom of my left shoe. Mm. Uh, I had Everything was like 2X. We look at some of the pictures sometimes. 1X, the, everything was just big. big. I didn't have it. Yeah. Because, you know, you go to your, they let you pick a couple things. Yeah, you know, yeah. you come out with high waters and everything, yeah. right? And that is so <laughs> humbling, man. That is so humbling. How did you end up pastoring the church? <sighs> man. It's wild to me I, because, I, listen, you, you have to understand, when you come from where you come yeah. from. I, you know, I was going to die smoking weed on an island. 
that was my plan. I was gonna make enough money. I was gonna take over the United States. You know, I was gonna. That's, that was literally my plan. I said, I'm gonna meet the biggest connect ever, and I did. I met God. Right? We have a <laughs> saying at our church. We have it on the wall. Everybody says that's crazy, and we all say, No, that's God. That's because God. yeah, people are gonna say that's crazy. The ones who know, we're gonna say no, that's God. Oh, and so, um, you know, I, I get out. You know, Jonah got spit out of the mouth of the whale. I got spit out of the mouth of the jail, and I went running to all the places where I sold darkness. You know, it was just, I just felt like that was the thing I had to do. Like, yeah. I, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of funny because I read the Bible, and it was like, okay, the Bible says this, this is what we got to do. So I didn't know, so I had heard, like, I think it was Kerry Job singing Healer and Kim Walker back then and all that. And so I started sending them, like, yo, I know this spot. <laughs> I need, it's, yo, I'm serious. I am telling you, I am super serious. <laughs> They're sending me contracts back and stuff. And I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know none of that stuff. I'm just thinking, look, I know what kind of drugs are in this city. I know the officials that I know everything about all these cities. And so I'm like, let's just go roll up deep. Right, because yeah. that's what you did in the yeah. streets, right? Like, yo, Mondo, bring him out five <laughs> or six friends. You call John, bring him out yeah. five or six friends. Then you got 40 friends, and you just go attack it. So I, I did that. And it was, you know, we laughed today because I'm like, oh, my God, that must sound like an idiot. I'm like, look, there's problems over there. We need to go. We're going to save them. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, when I did that, I winded up doing our first outreach. You know, we call them uh, Love Fest. We say love is here. And we did it in Breckenridge, Texas. Uh, now Breckenridge, Colorado. There's a Breckenridge, Texas. They say if, if you want to get away with murder, you go to Breckenridge, Texas. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. Talking a lot, a lot of dope cooking, a lot, a lot of stuff. All those little towns, and uh, you know, yeah, I gotta man. come see you. Yeah, I gotta come see you. I'm watching you online. I'm watching. I said this guy is not your normal preacher, yeah. man. This guy, oh, no, no, he no. loves the people. You love the local people. You yeah, love the, the local church. Yeah, right. Oh, a rare, sheep should man. smell like a shepherd should smell like sheep, right? Ooh, you smell like what? I smell like sheep, baby. And so, you know, for me, I wasn't gonna do that. So I get out. You know, I do some of this. I start going around. I don't know what to do. So I do outreaches in parks, and I, I took a, when we started a church, you know, started a, before we started a church, you know how I got to the church, here it is, I, uh, this guy tells me, hey, I need you to translate, traducir, and so I go, okay, so I start translating, you know, and uh, kind of funny, right, because the dialect is different, I was, Puerto uh, Ricans need translators, what are you talking I think I was like, I could tell when I would like say like a Hispanic cuss yeah. word. That wasn't a cuss word for me, but for everybody else, because all the older people were kind of like get serious yeah. and yeah. all the young ones would be yeah. laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I must have said something bad then. So I, oh I wound up God. doing that. Oh. He tells me, hey, there's a, a problem with the Spanish pastor yeah. we have. You know, they had a Spanish pastor. He said, why don't you, you fill in? And so I go home, and my wife's like, heck no, we're not going to fit no. in. She's like, you, we, you, I mean, I, I, I met the American Jesus. <laughs> I didn't meet the Hispanic Jesus, you know, and he talked to me in English. And so, and so, yeah, pero yo hablo en español. I just never really picked up the Bible in, in Spanish. Even though I know how to read, I picked yeah. up the Bible when it was in English. My wife, she speaks Spanish, but she don't know nothing biblical in Spanish. So we go, all right, let's fast and pray. We come back, we're like, I think this is, you know, what God wants us to do. So I go, and let me tell you something. While doing that, this is what I always tell people. God always hides things in the insignificant places, Ooh. right? So he put my, everything I was going to do in there because yeah. that's the thing I wouldn't do. And when I did that, I got the heart of pastoring. And, you know, I didn't, we didn't even have a planting guide. We just said, hey, you know what? Let's start a Bible study. Yeah. And we started a Bible study. There was about eight people. And now we're up to, I think, a little over 500. 
and half of them are all ex-strippers, ex-drug dealers, ex- Well, I knew you were wild when I saw this T-shirt. <laughs> Listen, look at this. What does that say? My role models are from prison. <laughs> Jesus, Paul, Jeremiah, Peter, and Mondo. <laughs> Oh, where can I get this? Man, www.hevikins.com. It's an apparel we have. You know, it's called Hevikin. If you're Puerto Rican, you're from Puerto Rico, right? If you're from yeah. America, you're American. If you're from Mexico, you're a Mexican. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that we're citizens of heaven, so we're Hevikins. Hevikins. Right? And let me tell you the beauty of a Hevikin. Knowing that you're a citizen of heaven, you know, when, when I was in New York and stuff, I used to see the cars park on the side of the road in New York with the diplomatic plates, yeah. and I never understood ambassadors and diplomats. You know, when that guy, I used to get upset because we couldn't park there, we get a ticket. They didn't get a ticket. I've later found out that when you have those plates and you're from another place, no matter where you go, you operate out of the laws that you're from. So if you're a diplomat here in America, you operate out of France laws, even though you're sitting here in, in America. Oh, Catch this. So on. as citizens man, of I'm heaven, come as on, citizens man. of heaven, we are ambassadors of Christ, right? We're here passing yeah. through. So we don't operate out of this, out of this. We operate out of heavenly, in the heavenlies. That's where we operate. So we're heavikins. How did not, man, you are a smart guy. No, man, you know, praise the Lord. I don't know. Wow. My, my, you know, I listen. I, you've hosted TV programs. I have. I saw you on TV and Southside. Yeah, TV Southside. Right? Hey, hey, come on. Come on. <laughs> you were uh, interviewing uh, Pagani. Pagani, yeah. Brother Pagani, man. Yeah. Thank you for being on my program. He's man. amazing. He, that guy is on the edge of yeah. everything, man. John he, he'll Ramirez. He'll make you nervous. John Ramirez. Yeah, that's yeah. My, that's he's my been brother, on the orange brother, couch. Brother, yeah. uh, man, Puerto Ricans are taking over, hey! man. <laughs> Oh, man, we had to because all we had was like the Mark Anthony's and the Jennifer yeah. Lopez. We had to come out here like we're gonna taking over Charisma Magazine hey, and man. all that. You're writing a new book through writing Charisma. A, yeah, writing a You're new book. Come just back signed. and do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, listen, you are doing so much, and I, yeah. I am so proud of you. Thank uh, you. I'm man. glad I got to meet you. Thank you for coming to the Orange Couch. Yeah, uh, making your presence known. Your Thank shoes you. is off the chain. Ah, the the the. I mean, your hair here is off the chain. I got to ask you, because I saw the this, wretches. Dorothy. What does Dorothy have to do with the story? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked. Come on, man. I, I okay. cannot ask. So let me tell you. <laughs> because, let me tell you. I mean, the first thing I've noticed, the like, huh, is he really wearing? Yeah, I have him upstairs. I almost, bro, I almost wore him. Oh, but then I was like, it wasn't time to click. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, look. So the story goes like this. One day I'm praying, and, uh, you know, it's before a Sunday service, and I start praying, and I feel like the Lord is like, Juan, when you pray... You're, ex you're, you're exchanging earthly wishes for heavenly wishes. Yeah. And the streets in heaven are gold. So it's the light that lamps on your feet because of the blood and the refining fire. It's like gold bricks. Mm. So you could see and walk on the earth, right? Because it's heaven on earth. And I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. And, but I kind of saw this. Yeah. Like, blink, 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 blink. And then just follow. So then I, I start explaining that in a Sunday service. And all of a sudden, I go, it's like Dorothy. So let me give you the, the, the little thing. So uh, for those that have watched Dorothy, you're going to enjoy this. Oh, Wizard of Oz. Um, so what happens is that she, N-E-M, 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 remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you worry too much. You know, you don't have enough courage. You know, they tell them all these things. She winds up, a storm's coming. And we do, as Christians, we run from the storm. This story of Dorothy, you're going to see the parallel here in a second. The story of Dorothy, she, it was really about Dorothy, her inner Dorothy. Because they're telling her all this stuff, 
She's running from the storm, which is what most of us do. But God has a different plan. He wants you to confront the very thing you're running from. She's running from the storm. The window, she gets hit in the head by the window. Why? Because that's where you see from. Pop, she gets hit in the head. She starts seeing the cow. She sees it. Now, the person she was really upset with was the neighbor who wanted to take the dog, Toto. We call her the Wicked Witch. So now she sees that. When I was a kid, I would like hide, right? I wasn't thug yet. I'd be like, man, you know? And so all of a sudden, what happens? It goes from black to white to full color. And you hear, somewhere over the rainbow. Okay, all the promises of God are somewhere over the rainbow, the heavenlies, right? So what happens is the house lands on the witch. She winds up with the shoes. She has the shoes. Glenda the good witch, I call her the Holy Spirit. She comes and she gives the, this is what you need to do. Start from the beginning. The, the original plan, God's will, the original plan. Mm-hmm. She gets on the thing, all them, follow the yellow brick road. Remember them, the, you know, the munchkins? Okay, so all of a sudden, you know, they do the lollipop kids, right? She starts walking this path. She, every crossroad, you see the scarecrow, the lion, right? Every, score, uh, every crossroad is for you to make a decision. But you have to make a decision. And if you remember, mm-hmm. they did this. We're off to sea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to be in alignment and in step with whatever decision you're making, right? Whether it's a bad one or a good one, you got to be in step. So she would make that decision. She would go along with it. If you remember, she wanted all the answers from the great and powerful, I call yeah. him God, yeah. right? She goes, what happens there? Throughout there, there's the monkeys, there's all these things that try to get you in the middle of your path as you're walking, right? Then there's the poppy fields, they fall asleep, because a lot of us start falling asleep right before we get the answer. What winds up happening is he doesn't give her the answer. He makes her go confront the witch. Catch this. The witch is like, give me the shoes, right? Give me the shoes. Um, the enemy can't take anything that God has given you. He, can't, he cannot. Everything you need for divine, a life of divine godliness, you already have. You can't take it. We give it to him. Because if you remember, she's like, give me the shoes. But she can never actually grab the shoes. She doesn't have the authority to grab because Ooh, the shoes are good. red. Because this is the blood of Christ. Jesus, you cannot even start the journey without the shoes. That's the blood of Christ. You can't even start your journey without actually receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. She winds up taking the bucket of water. She throws it on the witch. I'm melting, right? She winds up melting. I thought she was going to get jumped by all the goons. You know, they had the little hats. They go, thank you. You have set me free. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Juan, when you use one word to confront the very thing that's been tormenting you and it, you know, dies out, not only do you get set free, but everybody else gets set free. And that's what we were talking about earlier. See, our, we don't just get set free. When you get set free, yeah. you want to tell everybody if you're actually free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Absolutely. When, when it, it was kind of like drugs. Yeah. When we had a good drug. You share it. Man, you share it. You yeah. even give it for free sometimes. Because yeah. yeah. you're like, man, here, you got to try this. This is good. And I don't think we have that passion no. uh, in, in Christianity that says, man, what I have tasted and what I have seen is good and i need to give you some of this at the end she's gonna go in a balloon and obviously there's a lot of things projected lies survival lies i love the truth you know i love to to know the truth the truth sets us free right um he's he's gonna go in a balloon and she was supposed to go and the lord said to me the reason she didn't get on the balloon is because no man-made way will get you to heaven mm-hmm. no man-made will get you to heaven so what does she do the holy spirit comes and she says you had it all the whole time she said it was in the shoes in jesus the blood remember and yeah, this is the yeah. parallel he says tap it three times he says the father 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And boom, before you know it, heaven, home. Listen, I, I got a lot of questions I can ask you, but I think the most important thing is to share what changed our lives. Mm. If there was a Mondo watching right now, if, if, if there was New York J watching right now, yeah. and they tuned in, what are they going to hear? Um, you know what? I would actually say that I've realized something, that when it talks about knowing the truth, it's not just the know of. See, a lot of times we know of, we have a form of godliness, right? Oh, because remember, when I was going to church, some of my family members went to church, they were selling drugs, they were doing all that. So I didn't see something different. We've been deceived. Mm. The lie contradicts the truth, but it, the lie by itself can't do anything. But the lie contradicts the truth. When you believe the lie, you become deceived. And so you and I, we're, we're like modern-day Moseses, okay? Because remember, Moses got put in the basket to go to the palace so that he could have, I say, so he could have some palace thinking. Because when these people were asking God for help, if, if, if God would have spoke to them, they wouldn't have been able to get out mm. because they had a slavery, slimen, uh, slavery mindset. Mm. So he has to put this guy in the palace to say, hey, you're one of them. So he can go and go, hey, you don't have to live like that. That's what me and Mondo are saying right now. We're actually saying, hey, we've been there. We've done that. We've lived the way you're living. You're being deceived. You're operating out of a lie, right? Thoughts and beliefs drive behavior. Your thoughts and your beliefs drive your behavior. I like to say your thoughts and beliefs create emotions that drive behavior. Remember, mind, will, and emotions, right? Your, your soul, mm -hmm. you have your mind, will, and emotions. I always say, why do I feel like that? What desire is causing that? And what thought is causing that desire that's making me feel like that? Right? I kind of run them backwards, and I always like to think that. And, uh, you know, you're, you're operating out of a lie. You're not, you're not actually living truth. Because if, if you ever ask yourself the question, um, Jesus does this, and I, this changed my life. It changed my life. Jesus went to a blind man, mm -hmm. and he asked the blind man, what do you need? If we were hanging out with Jesus, we would have been like, Jesus, you blind, because he needs sight. <laughs> yeah. The problem is if he gives him sight and the guy doesn't feel like he's blind, then he will wow. operate like he's blind. Wow, I never saw it that way. Right? He will still operate like he's blind. So questions, the question that they need to be asking themselves, is my life fulfilling? I'm not talking in pockets. Yeah. Right? Because our life is fulfilling yeah. all, all the way around. Even when we have difficult moments, we can sit back and go, man, life is good. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times we don't ask ourselves the right questions. That's it. Right? Like I wanted, you know, I asked, when I got saved, I started asking myself questions. Like, why do I get angry like that? Why did I get high? Why did I get high? You know? Um, because it's in those questions that I, I have to face the answer. Man, that I, I can't believe you're saying that. I'm, I'm again. I'm writing my book, and I hope you pre-order my book. I'm not trying to plug that, it, but I do am. That. You should. But I want to tell you something. There's a chapter that you're going to read that is called "It Should Have Been Me." Mm. And after this situation happened, after the adrenaline set in, yeah, I began to ask questions. Mm. And then, what was the three catalysts of that changed my life? was three questions. What were they? What if God is real? What if prayer works? What if you have a different destiny? 
asking the question mm. is what you're saying that yeah. can change the trajectory of your life. Oh, your whole life. What question are you asking yourself right now? What questions are you dealing with? What questions are the ones that are messing with your mind? Because I can tell you that those three questions began to hunt me, mm. Dr. Juan. Hey, you know what's interesting? I'll, when I read the Bible, I see stuff there and I go, okay, that's for us. And there's a, a scripture in James that basically, I'm going to paraphrase, but says to act as if God is real. Mm. And so you, you ever thought about that? Like that's a, a powerful thing because when you're living that life, I always tell people, I, when I invite them to church, I go, hey, why don't you come to church? And I said, I know, I know what you're thinking already. Oh, you're thinking maybe it was misrepresented. Maybe you're thinking of grandma's church. Maybe you're thinking, yeah. that's, not what I, that's not what I'm doing. I said, look, here's the thing. I invite you. You come. And if it sucks, don't come back. Yeah. But here's the thing. You can come and your whole life can change. Or you come and it sucks, you go back and you still have the one you had. Yeah, you're not losing none. So, I mean, wh why are you afraid? I told one guy, I said, yo, stop smoking. Give me one year of your life. They don't, people don't like it. Hey, they, they act tough. I go, give me one year of your life. Yeah. Stop smoking and give me one year of your life and do everything mm -hmm. I'm telling you because he was telling me his problems. And, I mean, we've walked the road, right? You yeah. always ask the guy, Chinese proverb, ask the man who's on his way back. That's why we follow Jesus, that's right? Because he's, he's the only one that's been there, right, in heaven. Man. And so we can follow that. And so for us, somebody might be watching and they go, man, how do I know this work? I told him, look, do that. And if not, I'll smoke with you. And he didn't want to take that bet either. <laughs> You're a wild dude. <laughs> you don't think it either. He looked at me. He goes, no, Pastor, no. Oh, he said, no, we oh, can't do that. I oh, go, only in the mind of someone that can yeah. write this and say something like that. Yeah, I just, I just believe you have to get to a place where yeah. you believe. I tell people, look, right now you might be watching and you're like, maybe you read a little Bible if you heard some of the stories. You know, you can't believe that he parted the seas, that a dead man was raised, that blind eyes were open and you can't believe for $10 for gas. <laughs> like, I, 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 that's, I, that part, I'm like, you don't believe yeah. that then. Yeah, you do exactly. not believe that. You have to get to a place where you believe that because God is the God of the impossibles, right? Uh, like you were saying doctor stuff, which is super awesome. But, I, you know, I got that, I think, two, three weeks ago, right? I got a doctor two, three weeks ago. It was something that was always in my heart. God provided a way and he made a way. And every single thing that God has done, it's because I've put myself out there to say, you know, my God can do this. Yeah. Now it whoops me. Right now you're writing that book, and I, when you talk about it, I cringe because, I, I, you know, I got a date too that I got to be finished <laughs> by, and, I, and I'm like, ah, cringing, oh, right? crazy, yeah. But, but look, when, when you get through it Come on. and you do it, you're not just writing that book for you. No. You know what I'm saying? You, when you write that book and they go, that guy wrote a book? Mm -hmm. That guy's on television? Your hardest days is for somebody else to be like, man, I can, oh, I can achieve man. it. I can do anything God has for me, right? It might not be what he has for Mondo. It might not be what he has for But whatever God has for you, rest assured, if you surrender to his will, you, you'll walk that joker out. Listen, I want you to take the next three minutes. Pray for us, minister to us. This is for you. Listen, you may be one of us, but the difference is what questions are you asking yourself? I want you to listen to Dr. Juan, New York J. Okay. And while you do that, I want you to get the book. I'm going to put a link on the screen, but listen to these words. It's going to change your life. So, you know, there's a story in the Bible 
about the prodigal son. And, you know, as most know, the guy that's usually with the prostitutes and the drugs and all of that stuff, that's the one we actually can look at and see that he's lost. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're on drugs. Maybe you've taken the money and you've blown it all away and you're on drugs right now or alcohol or uh, just a lustful spirit where you just want more and more and more of whatever it is is destroying your life. See, in this story, I want to talk to two people today because most of the time we think about the person that's in the mud. There was another one and his older brother who lived at the house who did all the praying and did all the stuff, but he wasn't excited about Jesus, what Jesus was excited about. Jesus, in the beginning, he gives a couple of parables. He talks about a lost coin and a lost sheep. And he says, man, these guys actually went and looked for it. And then there were these guys that he was calling basically the older brothers, the ones that didn't get excited about the ones that were like uh, in the mud or on drugs and stuff. And he shows them a different father. He shows a father that's running down the hill. He wants to throw a party for this guy. The other guy gets upset. Let me tell you something. You, you are one of those two. They're both lost. The difference is that one repented, came to a senses. He repented. How do you know he repented? He changed his mind about the mud he was in and ran to the father. That's how you know. Some of you haven't done that yet. You're just, uh, you're just sorry because you got caught. You're just sorry because it keeps happening and you don't like it or you're in shame. But the reality is that God today wants you to run to him. Or maybe you're like the older brother who's always angry at the church and always angry at certain things because you're not getting it your way and you're standing out the door when the Lord is saying, come, the table is for everyone. Come. The table is for everyone. So I want to challenge you today to actually do that, to accept he's knocking on your door. Revelation says he's knocking on your door. He is knocking on the door of your heart. Will you open and allow him to come in to sit and eat with you so that your life can be completely transformed by the renewing of the mind? Everything in your life will get better. You will have abundant life. And let me tell you something. I'm not talking about every blessing is in Jesus. So I'm not talking about things. That takes care of itself. I'm talking about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. God wants you to be fruitful. God wants peace that surpasses the understanding of man to enter your life right now because it's chaotic. You need Jesus. So if you would just bow your head right now and pray with me. I'd like you to take a moment. Listen, we, nothing magical happens when we close our eyes, but what happens is we totally focus. And say these words with me. Say, Heavenly Father, today I've heard the message. Maybe I'm the one in chaos or maybe I'm the one that's religious. But I know I need you. For I want to be found and not lost. And so, Lord, I, I ask you to enter my heart and become real to me. Become real to me. I want a real God. And, Lord, I ask that you order my steps I ask that you do the miraculous, that you part the seas you need to part, that you resurrect the things that are dead. And Lord, that, that I, I don't want behavior modification, Lord. I want total transformation. I want you to come into my life, move things around, and put the people and put me in places uh, that, that more than I could hope, think, or imagine. I ask that, Lord, today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Welcome home. If you pray that prayer, welcome home. It's the time that you can unlock the promises of God. And I want to tell you something. A simple prayer changes everything. It changes your mind, changes your heart. It changes the direction of your life completely when you begin to understand what the will of God is for your life. 
I want you to order this book. I'm going to put a link on the screen. Because after you pray that prayer, now you're going to need to understand what God's promises is for your life, for your family, for your business, for your ministry. I'm telling you that God has a road that he has planned just for you. Nothing is out of order in God's plan. You have been planned from the beginning of life. Know this. He loves you. He's crazy about you. Welcome home. I have to go. But remember this. Keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Bye-bye.